2: Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of
1: today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check
0: us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series, Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys.
3: Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever. Mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. Yes, it is. We're the Bradshaw Boys. Our guest today... Is someone very special. I think someone that is the most special to us out of all the guests we've had. Our guest today is... The listeners. The listeners. <laughs> you all.
2: You guys. You all. We uh, we wanted to... What we're going to do, we're, we're, we're going to watch the episode Just Us today. Um, but also we were like, you know, our first five episodes, it was just us and we haven't done that in a while. And there's so many things that we've wanted to cover and questions we want to ask everybody. And, uh, and I don't know, we just have stuff to catch up on.
1: And so, um, also after watching, uh, a season and a half of Sex and the City. I feel like it, it's pretty comfortable to say we're experts on women's issues by
3: now, right? I would say that if anything comes up about women's issues, women's we got it covered. Health covered, got it covered for it, sure. Could see it from all sides. Absolutely. The last, so, the last thing we needed was
2: to find out what a diaphragm was, and now, now we've got it covered. Now that we got that, that's and, the last box, and we've checked them all. Checked it. So, uh, the first, first of all, everyone that, uh, submitted last, um, the last time to the, uh, free book, we want to do more of that stuff. Yeah. So we'll figure out ways to give prizes away. Um, but we're pretty active on the
1: old Insta. Kevin, do you have like a really bad hemorrhoid right now? Cause you're sitting, you're sitting on a pillow and I can't help oh, like thinking. I, it's just comfortable. Okay. <laughs> 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 Makes you look like maybe you forgot your Metamucil or something like that. And well, Here's
2: this is one thing I posted that I I wanted to uh, us to get excited about.
3: What do you need, Corey? I can't find my phone because you're looking at our Instagram. I want to look at our other social medias. Oh, I'm sorry. To... Is it outside? No, John just handed it to me. Oh, he didn't hand it to me. Oh, there right it there. is. It's right Sorry, up. you guys. You get. You we're pulling back the curtain a little bit. This is what happens when we don't have a uh, when we don't have a guest on. We just you know. We, we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants, but we want you guys to really be in here with us. Yeah. So,
2: here's some of people's uh, favorite Sex in the City episodes. So, we can be excited about these. Uh, Kennedy Ormsby said A Woman's Right to Shoes, The Good Fight, and 20 something versus 30 something women are her top three. Are I, they, Have we watched any of those? We've we watched, I don't I think we watched many. any of those.
3: I know that uh, some, Selena Kopic, one of our guests, brought up a woman's right to shoes. That's, that has two votes. Okay. Also, Jonathan uh,
2: Valdez said, I love a charade is probably my favorite. Hmm. Also, this is the best, uh, the best Instagram name follower. We have Freddy Krueger Mellencamp. Freddy
3: Krueger Mellencamp. That's a really great one, yeah. Um,
2: the post-it episode, the best episode hands down. The sex in another city is a two-parter and also so good, and maybe sex in the country. I think it's called. Whenever, whoa, spoiler! Not a spoiler. What's it's happening? something to be excited about. Whenever whichever one with that Aiden and Big get into a fight. What? <laughs> <That's something laughs> I don't, don't even know, know who about. Aiden is. What? We we Aiden is is Car- does Carrie end up dating him? I, or is that a, I is that a so. Miranda?
3: No, Carrie dates Aiden. From what I've heard from Lore. Care, uh, Aiden and Big Fight. That's is pretty good. Aiden, dope. the furniture designer that that uh Oh yeah. Shanae, our guest Shine Alexander talks about it. Said we're gonna, yeah, that was her favorite yeah. her favorite one. Wow. Wow. Um, was that was that Freddie Mellencamp? Yeah, Freddie Krueger Mellencamp. Great Instagram name. I will say we've also had a, a someone be pretty active on Twitter and his name is Pino You Didn't. Which I think is pretty good too. <laughs> Shout out to Pino, you didn't. At Pino, you didn't. Oh yes, we did. Um, okay, so yeah, those those all sound like good episodes. We have. I'm excited.
1: Others. I'm a, I'm really excited for a women's right to choose.
3: Also, we what, a women's right to, right to shoes. S H O E S. Wow. <laughs> my hair literally just blew off my head. Wow. Yeah, John's bald now.
2: <laughs> um, there's also something that we needed to clear up, and I think it can kind of cover. Our discussion for the rest of before we watch the episode because it, it has a lot to do with like us coming and watching Sex and the City versus
3: fans. So why don't you read the Twitter? Okay, the Twitter fight we got into. Okay, so we so someone named Lou. One. Round One
1: well Fight Blanca. Bradshaw Boys versus Willie Garson.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we lose. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. T K O. Uh, speaking of which, where we're at, we haven't seen old Stanford Blatch in a while. I know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, someone named Lou, her Twitter name is Lucinda Vention. She actually uh, won one of the books in our trivia contest. Oh, nice. And this is not really, we're not we're not picking her out because she won a book. She actually, before we'd even sent her her book, she brought this up on our Twitter. She said, listening to the Bradshaw Boys live podcast, and you guys are wrong the answer to Whoa. question one Seth Bateman on the ping pong table as disclosed over Manny's with Charlotte season three episode eight and then she put hashtag half a joint later which I don't know if that happens in the episode or if she, or was, she was stoned yeah. and, or both or both or both and so then I was like what do you mean and she is like I'm listening to your live podcast and the question about Carrie Bradshaw's V card it's Seth Bateman not Capote Duncan Carrie Diaries is not canon. Now, Kevin, for people who haven't listened to our live episode where we talk about this, catch them up. So this is
2: we've obviously all been obsessed. If you followed any of these or listened to the first few episodes, we got pretty obsessed with Capote Duncan and it turns out that he's not in anything else. OK, so we got obsessed with the name. Everyone's like, why do you think Capote Duncan's so funny? He's not even part of the show. Well, first of all. Jeffrey Nordlinger said that it's, he was. I will say this: his name is not
3: Nordlinger; it's Nordling. It? Oh, okay, well, that's his Instagram name. Well, Nordlinger intervention. <laughs> this, girl's, this girl's name is not Lou. Intervention. Her name is Lou. Oh, hey, Lou. So,
2: it's so we we got obsessed with Capote Duncan. So, as I was doing some research and stuff for the live show, I just googled Capote Duncan, and that came up that in the Carrie diaries, which Candace Bushnell wrote. Which is a a book, right? Which is a book, and she's the one that the entire show is based off her writing. So she probably had an opportunity to to write more stuff after it was famous. So she wrote this book um, in 2011, I believe. Um, that she she says in it that uh, that is when th- that Carrie had sex with Capote Duncan. That's how she lost her virginity. Which brings up a whole lot of questions. One, it says that. That Capote Duncan went to high school, I think, or is the same age, or they knew each other.
3: I think he was. I think he was an elderly principal when really? he had sex with I'm just <laughs> they, they went to high school. It got dark. Got, yeah, sorry, that got pretty dark. So, uh,
1: um, and so because he wasn't just a principal; he was an elderly, elderly principal. Right.
3: Well, Carrie, you know, like, a, geriat- like a geriatric, like a
1: geriatric ninety-two-year-old principal. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was. What is that? A
2: ping pong table? <laughs> well, so that's where. Uh, so I surprised you guys by doing a little trivia, being like, yeah. carry?" you told and us you were like, I have something that's going to like
1: b- blow, your, your, it, it blow, your, blow your, blow your, it was more shocking rod. than me finding out it's not shoes, it's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and so
2: that's why we put it out there. Lucinda intervention is the first person to, uh, to correct us on this. Mm-hmm. But I guess that brings the question of what. What is canon? Because we're
3: coming to it. So I'm like, I say Candace Bushnell, what she says is canon because it's her initial thing. So let me jump in real quick on our Twitter. And guys, if you want to see this whole conversation go down, go to our Twitter at the Bradshaw Boys and you can read all these lots of updates. It's live. But Kevin, Kevin, you replied to her. You said, well, Summer in the City, the book written by Candace Bushnell, I would say that has as much right to be canon as anything. She wrote back to you. And she said, Well, she also. Is this a full joint later that she's writing this back? I th- Yeah, this is a, okay. at least a full joint later. All of our fans are stoned all the time. That's what it's it it like. Yeah. And she said, And she also has a present father in the prequel book, but any SAT fan worth his or her salt will tell you that in the original series, it is well known that Carrie's father walked out on her. And so Ooh. she's basically saying. Um, I'm on her side. So she, so I'm on she's her saying whether side. there's no sides. Not.
1: I, th- I believe it's there discussion. are sides. This
3: is a discussion. There's clear lines. Th- this I'm is, on
1: her side, whatever it is. This is what I wonder.
2: Is what... Like, I guess, why, why did Candace Bushnell write those books? Was it just, like, to write it? Or was she like, I actually want to take my characters back? Or was she just... Was she... W- I, to I make, guess why why would she was
3: trying to make more money
2: yeah but then why wouldn't she why people do things I know so they're not everything why why would why wouldn't that's you why take I'm doing the this f- podcast that's how I pay my rent <laughs> is
3: this podcast
2: oh why, wait we don't get paid sorry I'm homeless I want to know why that is why they didn't take the facts of the show and then write a prequel that made
3: sense This seems like, and I'll just—I'm going to use the secret. I'm going to put this out there. (laughs) This is the thing we can ask Candace Bushnell when she's a guest on our show. I mean, that's first question.
1: I would love that. Second question, Corey, ask her if Harlem is in Manhattan. I'm going to. I yeah, that conversation. We already finished it. You guys are forcing that conversation. So force that conversation. I will say that Corey, you told me that someone is um, familiar with the tragedy of Darth Pelagius the Wise, which. I'm surprised because that's not a story the Jedi tell you. Yeah, someone, uh,
3: I gotta, I had someone who I work with, his name is Ballard Boyd. He's a filmmaker in New York City, and he listened to our episode with Rebecca Molossik, where uh, I think it was in that episode where jo- John said, if anyone knows who Darth Pelagius the Wise is, uh yeah i'll give him a book or we'll shout him out or whatever and i got a text saying i'm listening to the bradshaw boys right now oh wow i definitely know who darth pelagius the wise is i'm
1: glad that i only only staked the book and not like the name of my first son or something like that
3: and then he well then he said uh he said tell john i definitely know who darth pelagius the Wise was. and he said hashtag anakin was a chump to believe palpatine <laughs> uh what does that mean you gotta, you gotta know if okay. you, if you know, you know, wait, you I want to go back to this thing, the Canon thing. I think it's interesting cause it brings up the question of like different universes, which you see in like comic book right now. And like we're yeah. in like Marvel universe and all that stuff. Like what is the different universe with, with, uh, you know, sex in the city. And I, I would think that I would want to stick to the Canon of the TV show since that's what we're doing our podcast on. And we didn't know that. Like you didn't know that there were you were choosing between two canons when we brought that up. I yeah. How I, did you find that by the way? That fact because you've been holding on to it for a while. I I just
2: googled Capote Duncan and that's like the it was before the twentieth anniversary. Okay articles were coming out because now there's a lot of stuff about Capote Duncan and Jeff Jeffrey Nordling. Er No er. Uh he, he did an interview about how he literally just didn't do more Sex and the City episodes because he didn't want to live in New York. He was already like raising kids in LA. He's like I can't. That
3: or, seems like such a Capote Duncan
1: move where he's like yeah, <laughs> I don't need this. I'm going like, to leave New York tonight. tonight. Yeah. Well, but, uh
2: sorry. Well, I would just say uh to anyone that like if there's questions you want us to answer um get us at get at us on Twitter and Instagram and we're trying to like ask questions on Instagram and it's always fun to see you guys respond and uh, we do read all that stuff and it's actually uh, we want you to help us make the show better so if you guys ever want to DM us we always read that stuff Mm -hmm. and if you have questions you want us to cover like we'll try and do more of that at the top of episodes because it's really fun and you guys have been getting a lot more active lately Mm -hmm. and it actually stirs like some really great discussions between us off mic. And we're like, oh, we need to do more of that on mic because
1: it's it validates us, too. It validates it us. Does. And mm. um, I lay in bed and I think about all of you and it makes me really happy. Yeah. That's why you're the best guest. What if we're covering had? we were making all these
3: other accounts and these are all people that we're just doing to make it seem like we have <laughs> I followers. Was like, no, Kevin, I spelled it Nordling, not Nordling. <laughs> no. um, yeah, I tweeted out a picture of a candy bar I found at this weird international candy store in the Lower East Side the other day. And the candy bar was called Mr. Big. And I tweeted out and said, Hey, give us a tagline for this Sex in the City candy bar. Here's one you could try. And I put fucking nougat. <laughs> so if you got a, if, if you got another name for that, go to our Twitter, reply to it, give us another name for that. Play some games with us. And
2: if you're Ben Weber, who played Skipper Johnston, just thank you for listening. Thank we you. love
1: you. Thank you, Ben. Um All right. so tonight tonight's episode that we're watching, uh season two, episode eight, the man. The myth, the The Viagra.
0: Viagra.
3: We'll be
1: back.
0: Episode 20, The Man, The Myth, The Viagra. A frustrated Carrie tries to get big to make time to meet the girls. Miranda meets Steve Brady, a cute bartender who wants to be more than just a one-night stand. Samantha dates an incredibly wealthy man in his 70s with a sumptuous lifestyle, and a pocket full of Viagra. And now, back to the boys.
3: Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morf.
1: I don't think there's anything that brings me more joy right now than Steve music. Well,
3: you, or that brings you more joy than Steve. Steve, we freaking met Steve. He's like here. the music, the music was great, but like I think uh, there's a lot of things that happen in this episode for the first time. Yes, or uh, there's just there's a lot of it was mostly, mostly. I just, but yeah, think- we met Steve, and the music. I agree, the music. We've noticed a lot more music choices recently. Great Steve music. Great, great Steve, Steve music. music. I think I think that it was clear
2: that um there's been enough ragging on guys that it seemed like from a writer perspective it seems like they were like you know what like it's time that we get out of this what are we 22 episodes 20 episodes yeah something like like that that. there it does seem like it was like you know what it's time to have like someone that like everyone's a little tired of bigs back and forth it's a little it's time to bring in this guy who's really gonna save uh us from just having guys everyone every few episodes being like what an idiot what a what a doofus mm-hmm. and
1: that's sort of what the episode seemed yeah. to be about so the, yeah the episode uh was her her um like through line was um myths that she talked a lot about the ancient myths and and are we still living in myths to explain the random hopelessness of their lives right uh will we will we ever believe anything will we as humans believe anything to date kind of came about because uh, Miranda obviously had a horrible experience at the at the stand up comedy, Stand-Up comedy club. club. Can't wait to hear about that from you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, and she she left out of there because the guy was married. She was on a bad date. And Charlotte said, you know, happily ever afters do exist, <laughs> and none of the other girls were having that. Except Carrie. Carrie said, you know, her, her life's changed a little bit with, with Big, that she's kind of living her happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samantha wasn't feeling it, and Miranda was definitely not feeling it. Miranda mm. was very... Miranda, to quote Steve, was being a bit of a pisser this episode. you a bit of a pisser. You're, you're a bit, bit of a, of a pisser, you're, that, mate. You're a real pisser. You're a
3: bit of a pisser, Miranda.
1: So it was a lot of myth allegories, a lot of... Myth, mean, uh, lot of uh, Samantha was with the rich guy. Samantha met a, uh, a a very wealthy man. And then millionaires several Char- times over. What was Charlotte? Charlotte, Charlotte didn't really have much she, in this Yeah, episode. hers was more just like the belief. Yeah. Yeah. And and
3: yeah. uh yeah, great good episode. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. And then uh so I I'll real quick, like you said, you can't wait to see what we think about the comedy club because Kevin and I both do stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yes. Ran a show together for many years. And uh uh yeah miranda's at this stand-up show and this it's first of all like it it just looks she was like a terrible sh- comedy she was show. at hell or the modern day equivalent a comedy show, <laughs> a comedy show. which is you know what i'll say <laughs>
2: dead on dead on it's dead on. still i mean ev- i feel like everyone has had that it's funny because now there's like way more stand-up and way more people doing stuff and people really? be like what's it, what's
3: it like doing comedy in new york and i'm like
2: most of the, it's it, most of the time it's horrible.
3: It's, it's just like that. I mean, I will say one thing, not to not to like get too far off on our plug our own thing. But when we ran our show, great times with Corey and Kevin. We our main thing was like we want to create a show that is a good experience for the audience and a good experience for the comedians. Because so many shows, yeah. like the comedians are like going hard on the audience, and the people are like, God, these comedians are embarrassing me. Or comedians get up there. And there's like three people in the crowd. Yeah. So it's but that's a pretty standard thing for what it's like. Is that like stand would
1: that? Would that really happen in the comedy club where some guy would like grab a phone and yes. just like 100 yeah, because awful. Miranda
3: Miranda, the she's on a date with this guy who is quote unquote divorced. Cell phone rings. It's his wife. Turns out he's only separated. And yeah, the comedian grabs it on stage and answers I could totally see that happening.
1: Yeah.
2: That is and bur- I mean, I get it.
3: You should silence your phone, but still, that would know. be.
2: Well, and there's ways that that could be funny. But a lot of those, like some of the comedy clubs that I would do, like those shows at that you, you know, you get all your friends to pay $20 to uh, see you perform.
3: A, it's called a bring a show. A bringer a show. Biz, it's a bringer.
2: Yeah. And you get your friends to pay like $45 after the two drink minimum to see you. But a lot of those would just be like. They would get that show. They would get you in. You do your show and they'd get you out. And the, some of the people that would be there, the comedians are just like, you know, it's like, I don't want to sit in front because they'll talk to me. It's like, we won't talk to you. And the guy comes out. It's like, Hey, why aren't you fucking smiling? You fucking bitch. Oh my God. All right. I have this, you know, so totally. So and it's, it's just funny that is that's,
1: is there a comedian that's just it? like super nice to the crowd and makes observational nice comments? Jim Gaffigan. Jim
2: Gaffigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably I Jim mean, Gaffigan. most, most most comedians that are good are not mean to the audience. And that's then the true. ones that are, are hilarious yeah. by, by being like, but those are probably the ones that people are excited about of Being like, I want to be like that guy. Like
1: I, I'm trying to, I think will of say who, that but, the comedian was pretty mean, but he did get quite the audience participation when he started chanting, answer it. They, well, the, the audience was in, in that. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny is
2: everyone, even his like his bad joke, bad jokes or whatever where everyone else in the comedy club loved it. Yeah, but that's not always the case. A lot of times it's people being like, "How do I well, get out of here?" Yeah,
1: Miranda was just a real pisser that episode. She's yeah, she's a real pisser. So then we should see what that guy is up
2: to. That actor that played the comedian. We
3: should <laughs> see if we get him on to uh, a set. So then, uh, so let's let's keep with the Miranda story real quick. Miranda goes has that terrible date. The guy mm-hmm. was married. The guy was married, not yet. Well, he said he was like in the process of getting divorced. But right then, then when he answered the phone, he was like, Honey? Yeah. So it probably well, So se- he was separated. Separated.
2: And that's where they go into the myth of being like, he's not going to he's not maybe leave he'll leave wife. you. And yeah, like, because
1: Charlotte had the friend whose right. girl whose girlfriend started dating a guy who then actually got a divorce. Yeah. They moved to Connecticut and they were he was a good father and husband. Right. Yeah. And that that's where the whole mythology the myth. came in.
0: Which
2: I guess is is that true? Can you guys think of a myth that is like Oh everyone talks about that, but it it I don't know is there one of those one of those myths In dating we, I, dating I mean,
3: or 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 life or anything I don't know I, I, I mean, like what do you wait what do you mean a myth that
2: yeah, the ones that it's like, oh, she like for guys for girls, like any sort of myth that dating myth that you live by like that was like I know that it's happened before, but trust me, it's just a myth that there's a guy that's going to leave. He's separated from his wife, but he's gonna marry you and you'll live happily ever right. after
1: I, I, that's a good question. anyone, yeah. anyone out there in, in the the Twitter or Instagram verse can think of like
3: yeah. a, a different dating dating myth? I yeah. can't I don't yeah, know. I'd have to think of like some dating myths. We talked about on another episode with Rebecca Melosick. She was talking about like, do we believe in love at first sight? And all three of us were like, no, no, yeah. I mean I believe in like distraction. but for love at first sight. So. I yeah. mean, at some point, you gotta like, get along with the person past the first sight right so 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 miranda who's who's a real
1: sourpuss has uh plans to meet carrie and get a drink and carrie pulling like one of the one of the like harshest cards we've seen her play where she just what that dress no, she's she she's, she is in like a tinfoil looking dress, or like a no, where she she stands, she leaves, bails on Miranda, and oh, then yeah. is like not even apologetic about it, and then she's she said like-
3: that she left her a message. And Miranda didn't check her machine, but you're right. She was just like she was like I big big had some veal,
1: and I wanted to come see him, and yeah. he said he's gonna cook for me, and it's like she stood. Miranda She didn't up. try to sugarcoat that at all. She just like went straight to the jugular. Mm-hmm. It was it was
3: really rough. And we keep hearing people. We've heard people like on our podcast and commenting on social saying like Carrie is a really bad friend, and that I was like that's that a was really bad, bad friend thing to that do. That was really bad. It's one thing to be like. Hey, I'm still at Biggs. I'm sorry. I'm going to be like 20 minutes late, which is still not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But to just be like, it's over an hour late. You didn't let me know. And you're clearly not coming now. And right. Now you would Straight text up her
2: up. Yeah. Now you would text a lie and say, I'm still at work. Exactly.
1: And, the, <laughs> right. and some sort of emoji. Yeah. <laughs> right. Still at work. So, rolling eyes yeah, emoji. Like but that,
2: that was legit like a double leg plant. Not, not cool
1: thing to do universally. Right. That but, is. I I did like in that scene. So, so then Carrie's like, well, maybe big needs to come meet my friends. And she was like trying to think of what to say. And big did some pretty solid, like communication where he like sat down the V and he's like, Carrie, what do you need from me? And I think that that was like that when he said that, I was like, that's very un big that, that we know, you know, I like he was very direct with her. What do you need from me? And I feel like, like, the relationship has been defined by like, like the episode we watched where like he wouldn't sign the card, he uh-huh. had a pink toothbrush head. It was like all this guesswork involved. And yeah. for him to actually say like, what do you need for you to feel good about this relationship was a really, a good step in the big yeah. and Carry relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
3: Um, but then him, oh yeah. So then she says, I need you to come to dinner right. with my friends. Yeah. And then he was kind of not into it, but he agreed to do it. Beamed, he yeah, yeah, yeah. But then her, her standing up Miranda gets Miranda into an even worse place. Oh, yeah. And then she asks a guy, a bartender, for another glass of wine. And mm-hmm. that bartender happens to be a little someone named Esteban. Esteban. <laughs> St- is that Steve? Is that
1: Steven's f- I don't think it is. I don't is know. Is it? A Steve Bond. Steve Bond. I think it's a Steve. Um, bon.
2: Yeah, He's he's just sitting in there. He's doing it just. They they play all the cards right to make him like this guy that stands out. It's like, he's like, I'm, kind, I'm charming, but I'm honest. I'm just reading Hemingway. I don't want to listen to these
3: doofuses from NYU talk about Fiona Apple. I'm just, I just want to talk, you know? And then he also, he also in his very like meek, nice way can kind of give it back to Miranda where she was like, I'll take another glass of wine, please. You'll take another glass of wine, Take another please. glass of wine, please. She's like, can you say that to me? I could say anything I want. I'm Steve. I'm Steve. This is our first Steve Talk. I, I, yeah, I know. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, welcome to Steve Talk, a podcast within a podcast where we talk exclusively about Steve.
2: Steve Talk. Dun, 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 dun. John, Steve. and how how do you feel? Why were you so excited for so long about Steve? Because of what, like. Katie told you about.
3: Yeah, you just hear. You, you just hear about Steve. You know, like, I, I like had like everyone we've knows had people on this podcast tell us like, oh Steve, wait till you get to Steve. I know, you, but you, you, you said he, this like, before the podcast. Knows big,
1: like like I would say, everyone in in who who's not even familiar with Sex and the City knows about the girls mm-hmm. and big and the city being a character and and but you hear whispers of Steve. You hear mm-hmm. the legend of Steve. And I was just really pumped to get to get to know him. And did he disappoint? No, he didn't far exceeded, far exceeded. I think he's great. I I do think he's, he's
2: created to be a guy that everyone swoons over. I think like, I I definitely like I fell for him, but I definitely think that, that it was put in there to be like, Oh, you know what we're going to do enough? Just like, Rip it on guys. We're we're gonna have everyone that sits down this week, they're gonna fall in love with this guy. Yeah. Like they definitely went over the top to be like everyone on Monday is gonna be. Don't being blame like, Who Steve for that.
1: Them. Do not blame Steve for that. He's just being himself. Yeah, he's just he's just dealing with a pisser. Okay. It, whatever do not blame him for that. And they
3: did put Miranda in a very pisser. <laughs> oh, yeah, light. a
1: very dark place. Very dark place. She was particularly brutal to him. Like, yeah. Very, like, bad like, <laughs> very unrealistic that someone would actually wade through that shit to get to Miranda. That's true. But he had his he had his boots on and his jacket buttoned, and he really got there.
2: <laughs> he uh, yeah, they they put Miranda up to a max too, of just being like man hater to the max in this episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will, I get it. I mean, she did get the whole, the thing that happened with her it would be infuriating if you put yourself in those shoes if you got stood up if you were at that comedy club and you were with a woman who was married yeah be bummed and then if like if cory or i were supposed to hang out and i was like no katie got some this delicious veal mm-hmm. not even ethically raised no yeah she did say that politically stood me up for politically incorrect meat yeah which uh, how is veal? veal is a baby cow veal is a force-fed baby cow my mom never wants to know about veal, so mom don't, she doesn't like to hear about things like that, so yeah. if you're listening, plug your ears.
3: I Veal was like the one thing for a long time, I still don't, I don't really like it, but for a long time I was like, I won't eat veal, but kind of messed up thing, I would eat foie gras.
2: We we ate tons of foie gras when we were in France. I know. <laughs> and and so I didn't even foie. know what it was. I was like,
3: what is this? Is no, this a vegetable? They're like, no. No. We It's the, it's the <laughs> totally. worst way you can kill an animal. Yeah. It's, it's very unethical. Isn't, don't they just basically take a pig and make
1: like kill it by the same way that the guy died in the movie 7?
3: No. They, they do that to a goose. Foie uh, gras is fat and uh, goose liver. Goose. They, they put a funnel in a goose's mouth and they just pour food into it and fatten it up and then they slaughter it and you eat the liver
1: that's oh, okay so it's kind of like the guy from seven except he didn't get slaughtered he just ate himself to death exactly and then <laughs> what's in the box what's in, what's the, in box? the box oh it's a veal in the box
2: i'll <laughs> eat it <laughs> but i no. it's actually it's it's actually even more humane than that it's Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs>
1: um, um, goop. Y- you guys, we need to talk a little bit about old man ass because we did get a slice of old man. Oh, ass, Donald was... Trump. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Get... We did get. No, I was talking about uh, Samantha's old man ass, but Donald Trump did make an appearance. Donald
3: Trump basically, Kevin, you were saying this when we were watching it, but like Donald Trump basically pulled his Home Alone 2 cameo. And yeah, he's just like sitting there and he's sitting there with another millionaire and he has maybe two lines and he's like I'll call th- me i'll be in my office at trump tower i'll be in the yeah. trump tower
2: yeah which which they talk about jean george later that's where they got the champagne and that's that's the restaurant that is in trump tower which I, I, I wonder how it's doing like i feel like it's that's weird, like one of the best restaurants in new york and he's like an incredible didn't it chef get, didn't it get, lose a star a mission star no i think
3: that was 11 madison or per se maybe oh, it did no per se Per se got a a bad review from the New York Times this year. Eleven Madison is like still the number four restaurant in the world. Well, Per se they fired the executive chef and they like
1: rehired a new one after the review yeah went down. But John George's is no longer a three star Michelin restaurant. It's been downgraded to two stars in the 2018 Michelin Guide.
3: Wow, Wow. that's like brand new. That's crazy. We're up on the restaurant talk. Boom, boom. Yeah. Well, um, this has been food talk. That yeah, it's sort of like
2: he it's just weird. Like he's just been around like in TV shows and this and that. And so it's, it's funny to see him, but it's, it's definitely, uh, it definitely plays a little differently now than it did at the time. It's it, but yeah, it's pretty, I'm it, glad it's, Samantha it's, didn't
3: start dating him. Oh yeah. It's pretty interesting though, that the most people talk about Donald Trump in home alone too. Donald Trump and sex in the city. I didn't even know about this. Yeah. I, well, I, I think it's
1: because there was the meme going around where he he like didn't help Kevin at all. Yeah, right. I I I don't really remember. Yeah, um,
3: yeah, yeah. You're right. He doesn't give any money in Homeland too. Uh, so yeah, he, she she meets him and then meets the super old
1: billionaire. Right. The seventy year old. Him. The seventy. She thought he was seventy two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, ha- uh, and- I I, lo- I love that whole scene. That, what did you guys think about the whole Miranda and? like the dinner scene when she was over at his house oh, with, with the old maid. So, so that was
3: so interesting. Yeah. It was a literal old maid standing. Yes. Her, a woman and she's and a seen French this like a million and times. When
1: Samantha runs out and the old maid is just like holding her jacket yes. for like ready for her. So good. And I think Samantha did a really good job. The scene where she's getting all the jewelry at the dinner—he's just unrolling it out of napkins. Yeah, which is amazing. And then when she gets the necklace, and she's just like clapping, like she is like a twelve-year-old scene frozen on ice. It was so, <laughs> it was it was really well acted. There was it sold the scene.
2: It was yeah, it was acted well, and it was it was awkward in the way that it should. Like there wasn't enough dialogue, and he was like, ah, just like yeah. looking. But it 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 definitely like
3: it played into. How that would be, yeah. And they the, also the, said that his romance game was like still stuck back of. Like I loved it. Be. Oh, I, I used was, to that
1: groove that with, the with the these that cats in Cuba.
3: Yeah. Wait, say <laughs> that again. I
1: wrote it
2: down. I used to I used groove at these cats, cats in
1: Cuba. Cuba. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that. If um, any of us were single, I would say I would I would issue the challenge for that to be a pickup line you have to use to try to get a to get a female.
2: If any, that's that's the myth that's, that's out there that's that, that
1: it, the myth that that guy's living by that that ever worked one time. Or maybe the myth is that it doesn't work. Maybe that's the golden line right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do think the I I applaud the creators, everyone that worked on the show, and HBO for giving the go-ahead for Old Man Ass because oh, so good. that was a legit... And think about the casting call. Yes, <laughs> you got to show... Well, also think about this.
3: When the shot happened, I don't remember, but I saw
2: my grandpa's old man ass one time by accident. And
3: when I saw that, I was immediately taken back to how traumatic that was at the time. So they did a good job. That's exactly what they wanted. Yeah. So did they? Were we, are we sure it was definitely that actor's old man ass, or was there an ass double? I
1: that's a good trivia question. Because I, I don't was I know, probably, Well, I don't know. It, no, Do you think there is like there's a, a token a, old man ass guy in Hollywood
2: that he, just
3: he gets he called just for? Crushes everything. it.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it, he's
2: like twenty-four, but he's like, I just got surgery done. I've been working like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's 24 and that was like his. i never squat i never lunge i skip leg day i i I put little hooks in my butt cheek and attach like bricks to them so that i can get
3: old man ass or maybe he was like a sideshow performer and then this is his second career he's like well i got this droopy butt but i get lots of work for old man ass they've been writing me out a lot of stuff if you could put the word out to put more scenes in there yeah. Uh, but yeah, Samantha, but it was, you know, they were saying like with the lights out, it's all the same. And then she saw that and she just couldn't handle it. But, yeah. you know, that in one sense, I want to be like, you know, poor old man. He got shame. But also maybe he should like, you know, date someone his own age and grow old with someone. That's ageism. Yeah. It, is no, that I, it, maybe that is ageism. Maybe, yeah, he's it is. Just, maybe he isn't, should isn't be able to be Isn't woman.
1: that what Samantha, what Samantha threw at Carrie to defend, to defend the relationship? That, Great point.
3: Great point. I do think maybe it would it be difficult.
1: Ageism. Imagine being... That rich. I'm not saying defending
2: this guy. I think but, about it all the time. But imagine being that <laughs> rich be and then having to have some... real connections with people.
1: Yeah. Like that would be incredibly difficult to Isn't there like f- a movie and story about like or there was a for sure a reality show about a guy trying to date and he like hid the fact that he oh, was a Joe Millionaire. millionaire.
3: Yeah. Who went for one season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Great reality Wasn't show. Wasn't it you that told me that uh Reddit does like a huge, uh a huge Secret Santa Secret every Hannah. year, yeah. and Bill Gates plays Bill every year, gets and just in there and people just up, crushes but, it. Yeah. but he That's just awesome. plays with everyone else. Like so,
1: Bill, like, thanks for listening. First of all, second, you're great Secret Santa, buddy. But, like, Le- I know LeBron James, Dr. Dre
2: Snoop, like, all those dudes, like, they're all married to their, like, high school sweetheart. Yeah. They're, like, old, like, because once you're that rich, like, I feel like that has to
1: change your dynamic with new people didn't zucker didn't zuckerberg get married after I think it was Karina a lot of his wealth or did he know her beforehand uh, it's a really interesting thing to think about like like it because it, it is a factor right like well it, and it's it, just he was honest there. with
2: her like he was like listen i only have 10 12 years left i want to be with someone i have fun with and he i don't think he was just saying that like i want someone i can have sex with no i think it was like i want to enjoy that so i feel like they I didn't think about this before, but they kind of played that for cheap. That's like, look at this idiot billionaire that like has a droopy ass, but he, that is a predicament that any old person would be in. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. That's, that's one thing too. When people have a huge, uh, when people have uh, like a big gap too. I mean, that's like a huge gap what they have, but like when people have a bigger gap when they're younger and they get married and then one person like hits 70 and the other one is like hitting Fifty or something like, like that. Like Patrick Stewart he, is—he's he, married to someone who's like forty-five years difference, and she was a waitress in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, like yeah. Frannies, yeah. And then they met. RIP Frannies. RIP Frannies. But yeah,
2: they—that would be—that would be sad to fall in love with someone and then you're like, best case scenario, I got like seven years
3: with you, you know. And then they just hook up with someone else on the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> Picard can't handle it. Well, I think I think we gotta we
2: gotta cover what Big did because this was yeah, a big thing. Big. But like, it, it was an extremely just as you're about to like communicate and do this, it, it, what Carrie did was wrong um, by ditching Miranda. But when he said he wasn't gonna go to the dinner, like oh, that was man. the biggest gut punch oh. I've had in the show so far. I that think. was. Yeah, I it think was. I audibly was like, oh, oh no. yeah, we, yeah. yeah, I was. Especially uh, with how dressed up she was. Oh, totally. And his flip-flops and, so and sandals.
1: Like, and you don't mess with someone's friends. Like, like you, it, when you're dating someone and you are meeting friends at the beginning of the relationship, yeah. you go all out. Like, yeah. you have, like, like the friends are such an important part of that person mm-hmm. to impress and to like, get to know and and prove your loyalty and and try to be a good person around. So when he just randomly bailed, I was like, big, you, you really messed up. And it was so
3: sad because like, I think Carrie does some bad friend things like what she did. But one thing that is heartbreaking to see when Carrie and big have these things is that she just sort of internalizes it. And then she's like, okay. And then leaves. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, Oh, there's not even a thing where she's like, you don't understand how important this was. She's just like, right. Okay. And then she's just crushed. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what was, was
2: really sad was when she was with all her friends and she didn't just tell him, but she was like, just the shame and the be like, Oh, my friends are right. Right. I can't even tell you. Cause
1: you're just going to say, you're not even going to be like, we're sorry. You're going to say, told you so. I didn't see him coming back either. I did not. And it was great writing because you know, that, that was, was like, Miranda was downtrodden. Well, yeah, and-
3: Steve is at the bar. This thought, was one thing that I didn't. I I love Steve. I love Steve. Don't but,
1: don't say but. Just and I love Steve. And I we'll love talk Steve about something else.
3: And I love Steve. Period. <laughs> and he when he asked her out on a date and she was like and then he shows up at her apartment again. And he's like I want to ask you on a date, Miranda. And then you got a good Steve impression. I appreciate it. You know what's funny is I knew I thought
2: that else. was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I'd,
0: I'd like to ask, ask, you ask you on a date. On
2: a date. <laughs> Don't tell Nancy.
1: <laughs> trickle down
2: economics. Trickle down. <laughs> I'd like to trickle down your. <laughs> I think we should deregulate your Pushy <laughs> when they sleep together. Steve right. Reagan.
3: Oh. <laughs> That's our new favorite. <laughs> but no, I, I love Steve and he. Was like, I want to go to this place. She's like, well, I'm going out with my friends. And like, they have just met. And then he's like, she's like, I'll meet you at seven. And he's like, When? It, what time are your friends really getting <laughs> there? And then I'm like, that's a little too early to crash a friend date. Like, yeah. he should have met her at seven. Miranda can kill time for an hour and then go out with her friends. So yeah. I thought it was weird that Steve was there. With like,
1: all the friends right away.
3: He did go all out in the no. sense that he's like hustling drinks, getting them. Their no, I. I. F-
2: think he's, he
1: he's was rocking like a nice ll bean pullover too oh yeah he was
3: i was
2: thinking that they were there they got drinks for two hours and then the friends came and then he was still there with all the friends when they got there oh i thought that's oh. what i was thinking there was like so she was like so that she was trying to do it so they could have their drinks and then she could dip out
3: early mm. i didn't realize that i'm either way i'm not a big like i think when things are early like that i don't know i feel like you bring friends into it couple dates later. Oh yeah. What's,
1: what's your general friend policy?
3: General friend policy. Have we, I feel like we've talked about I this before. I think we before. have talked about this before too. I would we say. We talked
1: f- about it with Rebecca just,
2: the, I think the last episode about would, how, about friends yeah, and I how thought, they trust, they know when a relationship isn't going to work out. No,
1: we're talking about like how oh, long right, yeah, are yeah. you dating someone before you introduce that person to uh, your friends? you bring them with your yeah,
3: friends. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm five. I feel like Maybe, we've talked about this before. I feel like we talked about this too. Yeah. i say five days. Five days. Yeah. yeah
2: anyway well i think that whatever happened he was he's the type of guy that is maybe miranda is like more strict like that with like here's the box that this relationship is going to be in and steve just in this first episode seems like the type of guy that's like hey we're having a few drinks like i'll stay and like talk with your friends yeah, yeah. yeah and, it's true and miranda's like get out yeah get out He was <laughs> get out classic pisser yeah classic just being a pisser, You're being a pisser. but what she says was uh Let's a lot of people did a lot of dick things. What Miranda said would have been incredibly embarrassing on a first. If you don't know anyone, and it's like, yeah, and if it's a bartender, you have sex on the first or whatever she said. I think pissed him off, and I think rightfully so. Yeah, she kind of just threw him under the bus in front of everyone, and of it was a not cool. And one. you
1: could see Samantha and Charlotte were very uncomfortable. They were very uncomfortable. There's yeah. nothing worse than when you are around your friends.
3: And also, fight, not a got lot a of couple things. that's fighting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oof, especially like a new couple. Yeah, it takes a lot to make Samantha uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and a lot. <laughs> not much. Just to, old man. Ass. Old man. Ass. That's yeah. it. That, that's yeah, the, that's only the only thing, thing. that makes thing. Samantha uncomfortable. I think. So well, then. Oh, go ahead.
2: Well, then. He just, he kind of calls her bluff rather than be like stormed out. He's just like, what's your problem? Like, you need to lighten up. Yeah. And she does. In this episode, she definitely does. And then, but not until
1: the moment. Yeah. Which is like one of like a really awkward slow-mo turnaround. <laughs> At first, I thought they were insinuated that he was like an illusion. I like, thought he, it
3: was a dream too. Yeah. When Steve doesn't exist. No, when Big When Co- Big shows up. Big
1: Charlotte's like, exist. there he is. I knew it. Yeah. It validates her thing that it m- goes in like, her She does like you know, Miranda left denial. I'm whatever, all that and also
3: play. well, because right before that, they kind of pull it out of her and they're like, Big's not coming. And then Miranda's like, I knew it, yeah, she's like, I know it, men are, shit and then yeah. even Samantha's like, kind of pissed. And then he shows up, and you see everyone's faces like lift, they're mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, yeah. And then, uh, and the slow-mo is very weird and just, I think that was just the technology of the editing at that point. It is. And the song was ch- a little cheese ball until it,
2: the, the, like the kind of techno beat drops in. And then we were saying it sounds kind of like a Robin song. Yeah. Uh, like,
3: I keep dancing on my own. Do you remember
2: when they had that played Dancing On My Own on Girls? Girls? That was a big Because I was already a big Robin fan at that point, but
3: that was a perfectly placed little big tune. Moment. So then, so then, but the thing I thought was so great about that is big comes back. None of us could believe that big would show up right. like that. And then that reignites Miranda's belief in like men in general. She runs out, Steve walking in the rain, pouring rain by himself, by himself, no umbrella, no, no umbrella. rain gear, <laughs> no, no bad, boots, bad, bad no, no Ernest Hemingway book. Just, yeah. no, it was just nothing, the, old, it was
2: the
1: young beam. man and the Steve. Yeah. Just an LL beam pullover. And then, uh,
3: and young then young man and the
1: Steve, that was good. <laughs> that was good.
3: That was good. Young man and the Steve and then uh and then she runs and grabs him, and then I forget what she says, but they just start making out and it like warmed my heart. Yeah, you, you were, cried Yeah I did cry you were, no, you, you, did, were did, did you weeping. I didn't cry, but I, I I again, yeah, I didn't cry, but it moved me.
1: All right. uh just the three of us we need to do we need to do a cosmo rating and and since there's no guest here, I have a good way of doing this cosmo rating. okay. On the count of three, we're all going to say our ratings at the same time, and then we can talk about why we gave that a rating. Oh, wow.
3: Okay. You guys want to do that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Let me, let me, let me just think, think let for me think one here, second. Two. I don't want to. Hold on. So. Um, okay. Um, I, got, I got it. Um, um, what I got
1: is it? your rating? One, two, three. three. 3. 3. Okay. So, Corey, what'd you say? Three point seven five. Three point seven five. Yep. What why? I said, I said four.
3: Uh, i said I 3.75 it. i <laughs> can that, we redo it i am embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> you know this happens a lot but now i'm thinking back through and it, it was it was a good episode it was it was really strong um i didn't want i keep holding out to give out those bit those really like high cosmo ratings because i know we're going to have some really great episodes and uh and the ending when big came i was like that really tied a bow yeah. and, I, and thematically it was great um there's some stuff that was just like business of like the like the whole first scene of of we didn't even talk about, but big at the supper club singing. With oh, people. yeah. And he got up and he called Carrie his girlfriend for the first time. Yeah. There's a lot of things, but it just seems like there's a lot of like relationship business to get through. That's like a little boring, even though it it it's not as dynamic, even though it's almost like when you read a screenplay and there's a lot of uh, what is it called? Exhibition. Um, <laughs> I
2: started inhibitions. Off, No, I think it's prohibition. When it's like an embarrassed screenwriter who doesn't reveal. Is it prohibition?
3: I think it's a, a. I I have inhibitions about prohibition. I'm Steve, um, and I'm writing the Untouchables <laughs> in the '30s. Now, Steve has turned into. Did you guys listen to the Jerky Boys growing up? Steve yeah, yeah. Saul Rosenberg. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think what you're referring to is
3: when there's a lot of prohibition in a script, and when it's about Al Capone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was it was really good. There's a lot of business to get through, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It did go really fast, but things didn't tie up as much. Yeah. But I liked it. Mm-hmm. Kevin, why'd you give it a four? I gave it a four because I think that, uh, real
2: interesting characters cover a multitude of sins, and I would rather watch a sh- watch an episode that I have some issues with, but that they actually did something more interesting with the characters. And so I do think the this the moves that happened with like Miranda actually didn't seem this seemed like there were real stakes to her opinions on men, mm-hmm. not just like i'm a
1: lawyer and men are annoying and her ton. and carrie actually kind of got into it yeah like, like yeah. they got in the like a couple times they got in like a real fight or like mm-hmm. a real difference of opinions which was cool to see yeah and so
2: i think with that and then with um with with big too of what carrie did to miranda what big uh did by not um by not by canceling and then by showing up, I feel like they just set up that last moment that at first when it was starting, I was like, this is so cheesy. But then it got me in and I would just say at, with anything, I would rather have like a little bit of a risk and me to actually be involved in the characters rather than just like the wittiest, tightest little screenplay that is that has the most prohibition. Yeah. <laughs> no, that has. um. And so I that's what I liked. I liked Steve. I liked Miranda. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm like the old man asking. I thought was was that was yeah. a funny gag I, to me.
1: I, I give it a three. I thought it was a really good episode. I liked a lot of it. I didn't like that. Charlotte just was completely left out of the episode. Yeah. Or I mean, I mean, there was like literally no story for Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, But ma- I should probably may- maybe give it a little bit higher because I did really like watching Miranda kind of go through the, her whole emotional like roller coaster. It was really fun and it was a really rewarding ending seeing her run to uh, LL Steve in in the rain and, and start that up. So, w- you've been waiting so long to
2: have Steve here. Clearly, you're happy that he's here now. So happy. But, do you know, because I don't, do you know, and I don't want people, I we usually don't worry about spoilers, but don't spoil it for us out there.
1: I don't know if Steve will even ever be in an episode again.
2: I know. I, I know that he's part, he... People wouldn't talk about him so much if he was in one or two, but I wonder if we get him through season two. No idea. Or if it's like into season three. I, my guess is that they don't get married. I think he'll be, Miranda will have someone else before him. Like, but maybe, maybe not. I just wonder how long he'd be around. Cause I really enjoy him. We'll I, know, I know what happens.
3: You Stay do? Tuned. He gets murdered i'm just kidding i don't i don't know if he, he gets, turns, is that steve turns, avery
2: from making a murder he turns into <laughs> ronald
3: reagan and steve
1: avery It's steve avery from making a murder Alrighty. um yeah this was this was a, this was really fun thanks thanks for listening um for those of
2: you that uh talk to us on instagram or twitter uh let some of your friends know about the podcast if you know anyone that, that would like it uh we really appreciate everyone um who has you know listens it means we when we started we never thought anyone would so yeah. it's thank great you. to
3: meet some of you over the internet that enjoy the show as yeah. much as we do and we'd love to meet more people that yeah. enjoy the show yeah. that would enjoy this as well and this i just
1: want to give a special shout out to the diaphragm for really doing the work through the 80s and 90s and really helping women uh be able to enjoy their lives and so thank you diaphragms. And and
2: diaphragm and we are also sponsored by the diaphragm case bedazzled diaphragm case it looks like a retainer <laughs> case it's pink, it has bedazzles, and you can keep your your diaphragm guard <laughs>
3: your your diaphragm. Check it no, out at called. Framcase.org.
1: <laughs>
2: Framcase.org.
3: Right. Get them get him designed there too. Right. Thank you. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by
2: Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at Bradshawboys.com on
1: social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass.